0: for Episode 5 of AM Chamber Chats, a production of the Helena Area Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, Amanda Mulcahy. We would also like to thank Ryan Stavnis from Exit Realty Helena for sponsoring our podcast. For access to his mobile business card, text EXIT WITH RYAN to 85377. Today's guests are from Silverman Law Office here in Helena. They also have another location in Bozeman. We have their marketing manager, Jesse Cheney and one of this year's 20 Under 40 winners and lawyer, Chris Walker. Silverman has a great work culture, and they are here to talk about the impact and the importance of culture in a workplace, along with legal tips, resources, and the importance of having a lawyer for your business. So welcome, Jesse and Chris.
1: Thank you, glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, thank you.
0: If one of y'all, Jesse, could tell us, because I know you're the marketing manager, If you could just tell our audience a little bit about Silverman, about your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Silverman Law Office opened its doors in June of 2012. And from the outset, our founder, Joel Silverman, he made customer service his top priority because at the time he was hearing complaints uh, that other attorneys and law firms may not be serving their clients as well as they could. And so uh, Joel was running the entire practice by himself at that time. And since then, he's built a team that now includes about 15 uh, employees including six attorneys in our two offices here in Helena and in Bozeman. Our firm specializes in transactional law, and that includes a variety of business matters, real estate, tax issues, um, estate planning, probate, uh, and we also do some litigation, which Chris is involved in here. And uh, we do a lot of different things, but for me, it's really all about helping people protect and grow their assets. Um, Just a a few hours with an attorney, for example, can help safeguard your most valuable possessions for you and your family, whether it's your business, your property, or your estate. And when we talk about estate planning, um, I should mention we're not just talking about uh, the fortunes of multimillionaires and those types of things. We're also talking about what will happen to your minor children and to your own health care decisions and to your home if something were to happen to you and you weren't able to uh, make decisions about those types of things. Um, But over the last 11 years, we've served about uh, 7,000 individual clients across the state. Um, We not only help uh, clients here in Helena and Bozeman, but we do uh, work remotely with a lot of clients um, throughout Montana. And many of those people have come back over and over um, for additional needs as they arise and uh, so that's really just a, a testament to me that they were well served and, um, and happy with what we provided.
0: Yeah, the words that stood out to me there was like protect and grow. Because sometimes when you think of a law firm, you don't really think of like growing your business, right? And <laughs> growing what you have. Um, and so I think that's important to hit on later on. It kind of leads into like what our topic is that we wanted to talk about, which is half of it was culture. And so I've heard that y'all have a great culture there. I've met just a few people that have worked there. They seem awesome. Y'all seem awesome. This is my first time meeting Chris, but I've, <laughs> I've met Jesse. <laughs> and so I just hear that about this culture you'll have and, you know, these books you read and just kind of all of that development. And one of the things like now, as we get into like 2024, culture keeps growing, like in a workplace. It's something now that's required, I feel like more so than an option for places to be able to retain employees and to keep a good community. And so if you want, just tell us a little bit about y'all's culture, like how it was created, you know, and what it's doing to impact y'all's business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we do read a lot of books. I think (laughs) I've read more books uh, since I worked at Silverman than I did uh, in several years before that. But our our whole office culture is really built around an idea that an author named Patrick Lincione outlined in his book, The Ideal Team Player. And if you haven't read that book, uh, we'd certainly recommend that you check it out. Uh, he's a, a really great author on teamwork and business culture and those types of things. Um, but in this book, he describes the ideal team player as someone who is humble, hungry, and smart. And so, humble, I think, I think, is self-explanatory. Hungry, when we're talking about hungry, we're talking about people who go above and beyond and really want to su- succeed in the workplace. And when we're talking about smart, we're not talking about IQ. Uh, This is emotional smarts and being able to uh, read people and communicate with people and just really work work well with other people. So those are the three virtues that we're looking for in all of our employees. Uh, We've made it our goal to only hire people with all three virtues. And we continually promote these virtues in the workplace by regularly celebrating those who demonstrate them. And so when we're hiring employees, all job candidates, including me, uh, we go through three rounds of interviews. So there's an initial phone screening, and that's just a quick 15-minute conversation about you know, who you are and why you want to work here. Uh, and then there's a one-hour interview, which is uh, more of the traditional, you know, typical interview that, that most businesses conduct. And then we actually do a half day interview with the entire staff. And so that's where everybody gets a chance to uh, meet the person, ask a lot of questions, and get to know that person on a deeper level. And so we we believe that this additional time and and additional perspectives can really help identify who and who is not uh, (laughs) humble, hungry, and smart, because that's really what we want in, in the workplace. And it can be difficult. Is you, know, you mentioned that it, it can be harder to, to find good employees these days, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we just made that decision that uh, we're not going to settle. You know we're going to we're going to hire A players, even if that means that we have to leave a position open longer than we would prefer to, mm-hmm. um, because it's you know it's a lot. It's a lot better to have that position open than to have the wrong person in, in that position, and that's something that we, you know, firmly believe, and something that uh, that we strive for in our hiring practices.
0: Yeah, that's something we've talked about in previous episodes about the hiring process. Like it's, it's cheaper and better for your business to leave a position vacant versus to keep filling with the wrong person.
1: Absolutely, and I think a lot of people um, have made you know. Quick decisions to try and stop the bleeding and to try and stop the pain, and then they end up in a worse situation than they were in before because you know it costs a whole lot more to end that relationship with an employee than to get the right employee in the first place, even if it does take longer.
0: Well, I did learn three things about each one of y'all with that. Y'all are both humble, hungry, and emotionally smart, so because y'all got hired, <laughs>
1: so, I guess so. Those are
0: good characteristics to have, yeah. We got
1: somebody to believe that anyway, so. And then, you know, we we really try and promote that continually in in the workplace too. Every week we go around the room and we celebrate the accomplishments of Mm -hmm. other employees. Um, And in most cases, these accomplishments are examples of staff members demonstrating humility, hunger, and emotional intelligence. And so I think just talking about that regularly, celebrating that regularly, um, that just reinforces the type of culture that we're trying to build. And it shows people what it is that what it means to, you know, demonstrate these three virtues.
0: I think that's great as being a law firm, because I think those are attributes that a lot of business owners have. And so that's, you know, what it takes to succeed in a business a lot of the time and then to be able to partner with, you know, whether it's someone in their financial or legal or whatever that have the same characteristics or morals or whatever. I think that's important for them to be able to trust and then, you know, partner to grow their business.
1: Yeah. So that's nice. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. And so, Well, culture is big. And then another reason we have Silverman here is because I think there's so many legal issues and there's so many things you don't think about as a business owner or, of course, just every day as a family member. So like you had mentioned, you know, tax, probate and all Mm -hmm. of these things. But just being a business owner, sometimes you think the only time you need a lawyer on your side is when you're about to get sued for like workers' comp or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And at that time, I think that's being reactive instead of proactive. So, Chris, I know you deal with this a lot. So what are some of the most common um, issues that businesses do face in this area?
2: So thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, one thing to keep in mind here is, is while it's important to have an attorney, you know, assisting you, not only with the business itself, but even getting started in the business, it's important to have another person as well, an accountant to help you. I mean, there's really a team approach when it comes to a business. It's not really all about you as the business owner, and it's certainly not all about your attorney either. There's many facets to it. So, you know, let's, I guess, start from the beginning. You know, when someone's wanting to start a business, you know, they usually have some idea of what they want to do and how they're going to go about doing it. Sometimes though, what's not given as much thought is, do I have the legal structure in place? What are some of the legal issues that might come up that I'd like to just kind of get a handle on from the very beginning? One of those things is, for example you know, even if I'm by myself, does it make sense for me to go and set up a limited liability company or a corporation or some other entity so that I can protect my personal assets, you know, in the event that something does happen? And you know, I want to be protected to an extent. Um, So certainly getting an attorney, you know, going and talking with an attorney who can then advise you on the best way to set that up based on what your goals are. That can be very helpful to you down the line and really can prevent a lot of, I think, bad things from happening, or at least provide that shield for when bad things do happen.
0: When I opened my business, I was an LLC, but that was my husband's biggest thing. And we didn't speak to a lawyer before opening, right? It's just like one of those things, like, I'm going to open and it's going to be great. And he's like, we're going to get sued. We're going to have all this stuff. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe I should have talked to a lawyer, at least to give him peace of mind in some situations. So, But I didn't know that was a resource. So I think that's great to be able to say that.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you know, just going and opening a, an LLC or corporation with the Montana Secretary of State is a pretty easy thing to do. You certainly don't need a lawyer to go and do that side of it, but there's other facets to consider. I mean, some of the advice that we give are things like, well, hey, are you, you know, are you keeping a separate bank account? Are you making sure that your personal assets, if you are using them, that, you know, you get them titled in the business? Just, you want to keep that, that separation from personal and business because sometimes the law may not give you that protection if you mingle things too much. Another thing to consider, too, is even if you're a solo, you're the only owner, you still want to have an operating agreement or other document that actually shows things like what are your powers, what can you do? If you want to exit the company, what does that look like? You know? Those kinds of things, you should try to tackle them at the beginning instead of while you're
0: down the road a ways. That makes sense. Be proactive instead of reactive. I was reactive a lot. <laughs> and my husband wanted to be proactive, but sorry, honey. Um, <laughs> and so what are some um, some things that business owners should keep in mind? Like you said, you know, when they're ready to leave the business and exit the business, um, what are some of the things that they should keep in mind if they're wanting to maybe pass it on or sell it?
2: Oh, well, that's a great question. So with small business owners, which is primarily who we serve, I mean, there's, there's a lot of crossover with another area of practice called estate planning. You even mentioned that earlier in this podcast. I mean, they're, they're kind of commingled. We often call it succession planning when it's involved with a business. So I guess, you know, really one thing to keep in mind at the beginning, and certainly as you're going along, hopefully your business is growing and you're doing well, is, you know, who do you want to pass this business along to? Or is that even something that you're that concerned with? I mean, maybe you just want to make what you can make, and then when you're ready to retire, you just sell off all the assets and you're done. But those are things to keep in mind. And you want to have that coincide with your estate plans, you know, with yourself, with your spouse, with your children. I mean, we, there are things such as powers of attorney, you know, in the event that you do become incapacitated and maybe you can't manage the company any longer, well, wouldn't you like to have a power of attorney in place, maybe naming your spouse or a child or someone that you trust who can at least administer the business, you know, try to keep it from being uninterrupted, you know, for that period of time. And those are all things to consider. know as well as where does this go after I die that is also certainly something that everyone needs to to figure out at some point and hopefully they try to figure that out early on and it's not a static thing either I mean things change you know our lives change over time so it's always good to you know inspect what your plan currently is do I need to update my plan I've had a new major life event maybe I've had another child maybe I got divorced maybe you know who knows someone got ill and now things have kind of gone out the window. Well, that's what an attorney can help you with, you know, at least help you talk through it and try to figure out maybe the best way to move that forward.
0: That makes sense. And those aren't things you think about, kind of like when people already start plotting their cemetery stones and stuff. It's like Those aren't things you want to think about, but they're necessary to think about to make sure you you know leave your family or whoever. I think it's one of, not my favorite sayings, but it's a funny saying when people are like, I don't have to worry about bills or debt when I die. You don't, but... Someone will. Yeah, someone will. So that's not always fun for the person that's left alive.
2: Yeah, trust me. I mean, through, you know, you mentioned I do litigation. I, I have, and, you know, just when things are not well planned out, it can cause a lot of hardship for your survivors. I mean, even beyond just having a business, even if it's something as seemingly simple as owning a house but maybe it has a reverse mortgage on it. I mean, that can cause a lot of headache for people. You know, it may not go the way you were intending it to go, even though you thought you had it all planned out. So it is, you know, part of hiring an attorney is you not only are getting someone who's knowledgeable about this area of the law, but it's almost like a sounding board, you know, another person that you can bounce ideas off of and they can give you their take on it, you know, and whether this makes sense for you.
0: Kind of what I get with it is, I was like, to my son about this last night is that Jake from State Farm thing like I feel like a lawyer or attorney should be like your neighbor like from the beginning like through all of your major milestones in life and not just like when you get in a wreck and you need you know to call someone Um, is that kind of how it is like you should form this partnership way early on exactly yes
2: part of being proactive instead of reactive and also into the motto of helping you grow your business I mean, that suggests that we're there from the beginning. And again, I want to stress, too, I mean, there are other players involved as well. Always have a good accountant as well. I mean, they will help you with tax issues that come up and making sure that your company is structured the right way for tax purposes. So, and believe it or not, that does become a problem, especially if you grow and you're not taking the right steps to uh, get those taxes paid.
0: Oh, yes. Wonderful taxes. There's two things you can't escape, and it's death and taxes. That's so. right. I guess that's our business. That's our business <laughs> so if there's something you can leave our listeners with between the culture and the legal, I mean, those are two huge things. Whether you're building a business, you need to start with a culture. Um, and then you also need to start with make sure all your legal aspects and everything are in check and in line. And so what are what's something you would like to leave our listeners with, our community with, to kind of just your parting words, you know, like how culture is important and also how this legal side of your business and how they coincide.
1: Jesse, would you like to take over on the culture sure. side? Sure. Yeah. I mean, on the culture side, I think I think the key takeaway would be um, have one. You know, I think a, a lot of businesses just try and figure it out as they go. And, you know, if if you don't have a plan, uh, then you're destined to, uh, to to fail in that area. And, um, you know, I I think this is a company with a very strong culture, a lot stronger than uh, most of the places I've worked. And I think that's because they are intentional about it, Uh, they're intentional about hiring, they're intentional about uh, promoting the culture within the office. And so I, I think just making that a priority in your business and... Uh, not settling for anything less is is the takeaway for me.
0: And with the culture, I'd assume they are probably particular a bit, maybe on your clientele as well. Like working with people who are aligned with the same um, values for the most part. You know, I don't know all the dive details into that, but I would assume that that partakes into your clientele as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it certainly it sort of makes it easier uh, when we are working with with people who understand that culture and you know have the same values to a degree. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's for staff, it's for our, it's for the people who work in our office, you know, that's, those are the values that we want to exhibit, and, uh, and we do everything we can to to exhibit those.
0: Awesome, and what is that one legal thing you want to leave with? I mean, there's a thousand, I bet you, like, I've learned <laughs> so much already just now that I should have learned like two years ago. Yeah, you know, that's, it's kind of a tough question to answer,
2: you know, what is, what is the one thing, you know, I guess what I'll, sort of even maybe goes a little bit beyond legal and probably goes back into the cultural side but you know you do want to you do want to research attorneys as well and you know when you meet with them get a good feel for them if they're if you don't feel like they're the right fit for you then don't hire them i mean there are a lot of attorneys out there i'm not trying to you know pitch just for myself but this is just general advice um so i would just say you know if you feel that they're the right fit they exhibit the right culture then they should be a good, you know, they'll be good for you. Yeah.
0: Nice. Perfect. Appreciate having y'all on the show. Thank you. Yeah, And then uh, we'll link to all your resources mentioned, like you mentioned the book, and then I know y'all have contact info as well that I'm sure people can reach out to y'all yep. for questions. At Silverman, are you able to just kind of do like a consultation at first? Like if, you know, someone had questions and kind of wanted to get their foot in the door with their business or thinking about opening a business, can they just reach out and contact y'all? Yeah, if they, you know, they call me or just call the main line. And um, I can
1: certainly get them started in the right direction. Um, and typically, that would start out with a, a consultation with an attorney who can review their case, um, you know, provide any legal advice they need at that time, and provide recommendations for going forward. So that's that's where it all starts. Just give me a call, and we'll, we'll get them going.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well, we also appreciate our listeners again. Without y'all, we wouldn't have a podcast. And then we want to give a big thanks to our sponsor, Ryan Stephens from Exit Realty Helena. And also remember, mornings are a mindset. Thank you.